putting your values at the heart of everything you do and building your community can have surprising and hugely positive impacts. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. This episode is a sort of simulcast. So as well as being an interview right here on the e-commerce master plan podcast, where we're aiming to inspire you all to make your business more successful and get on that path to net zero, this episode is also being featured as a session in the brilliant The Future of E-Commerce Virtual Summit run by our friends E-Commerce Tech that is also happening this week. So if you want to see behind the scenes video of us recording this, and lots of other brilliant sessions, including more featuring me, if that's your bag, um, then do check it all out at future22.ecommercetech.io. But over there at the Future of E-Commerce Virtual Summit, they're only getting the main interview. So this is the only place you're going to get our guest top tips. And there are some cracking pieces of advice she's sharing there. Okay, in today's episode, we are talking sustainability, we're talking fashion, we're talking community and how all those things can come together to help you create a truly successful brand and find some really surprising marketing gold mines. Before we meet our guests, though, please do check out the sponsors. Are you looking to increase your sales without a lot of extra work? Omnisend's email and SMS marketing automation platform is tailor-made for e-commerce businesses like you. It's got everything you need to start making more sales immediately, including one-click integrations with the major e-commerce platforms and super easy migration from your existing email marketing platform. They even have award-winning all-human 24-7 customer support who will help you out in under six minutes. No more trying to get past the chatbot. Omnisend is trusted by over 70,000 e-commerce brands and me. Yes, we run our email marketing on the Omnisend platform. Ready to join us? Well, sign up for a free account at ecmp.info forward slash Omnisend and use the code masterplan2022 to save 15% on paid plans when you need them. And now to introduce today's special guest. Katie McCourt is the co-founder of Shopify fashion store Panty, a range of sustainable underwear made from dead stock. Launched with a very successful Kickstarter in November 2020, they've had a phenomenal start with a growing tribe of happy customers. They've also just completed another successful round of fundraising and amazing press coverage, including being named one of the nine best sustainable laundry brands you need to know about and being on this year's Draper's 30 Under 30 list. For our non-UK listeners, Draper's magazine is the beating heart of the UK fashion industry. So that is one serious accolade. Hi, Katie. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us here. Um, I am so looking forward to exploring your story. How did you get into e-commerce? Let's start there at the beginning. Yeah, so um, I've been working in e-commerce sort of for the last um, yeah two years. So essentially, I've spent my time during the pandemic building a business with my older sister. Um, she lives in London, in the UK. I live in Vancouver, in um, Canada, and 
a couple of years ago, we came up with the idea to create the world's first underwear brand made from dead stock T-shirts. And this was really on our mission to fight some of the fashion waste that's produced by the industry. So really, I think about two and a half years ago, Amanda once rang me with this idea. She'd been um, spending some time researching about the implications of the fashion industry and the environmental impacts that it has and um, was really interested in this idea of what we could do with dead stock. So essentially items and garments that are produced because of overproduction or there's a slight issue with the stitching or whatever it might be and she rang me one day and was like Katie I've got this idea um, I want to start this underwear brand I want to call it Panty and I was immediately on board we'd always actually wanted to work together and start business together so it seemed like a great opportunity and um, the next year uh, was really spent on product development research and building our website and we started to also build a bit of a community on Instagram and get our idea out there and then we ended up launching on Kickstarter in November 2020 and then um, officially launched our website in February of 2021. So just coming on a year ago and um, since then have really just been learning everything we possibly can about e-commerce and the way that it works and the way we can grow our business. I think it, it's amazing that you not only decided to get into an industry that your first store is your first e-commerce store. So then there's, there's enough to learn on the e-commerce side of things. But you also were like, yeah, we're going to solve one of the biggest problems in fashion, which is, what is it? Something like 30% of clothes never get bought by anyone and get put in landfill, which is just, which is yeah, mad. It's, it's a huge amount. And there's a lot of issues within the fashion industry, especially when you're looking at dead stock, because I think that it's something that's very hard to track. Some studies do say around 30% of clothes are never even sold. So, so we, we use that as a, as a bit of a ground post, but it's really hard, obviously, to know the scale of the issue. But it's not only just the amount of clothes that go to waste. It's also the amount of resources um, that go into making those clothes. And that's before you even get into sort of the ethical issues within the industry. So I think that, you know, neither of us actually had any experience in the fashion industry. We both came into this, um, what was at the time when we started a project with um, marketing backgrounds. And I think that for us, the name and story behind the brand and the the mission, the values, like it, it just very quickly you know, became absolutely everything to us. And it's just kept us going from day one. And um, we've just really had to take every day as it comes. (laughs) Yes, it's been an interesting time to be launching a business and doing the research and everything else. And you mentioned that you started doing the social media and shouting about what you were doing before it was ready to launch, like months before the Kickstarter, which I think a lot of people go, it's my idea. I must hold it tight to myself and not tell anyone about it in case they steal it. But that's very much not been the way you've you've gone about it, hasn't it? That community aspect has been really crucial. Yeah, I think that, you know, we, we came up with the, the idea for the brand and we had the brand name and we started our Instagram like the next day. And for us, I think that was the natural next step. That's where our backgrounds lay. Amanda, um, my co-founder and sister, she used to run a digital marketing agency that was very much focused on social media and building communities. And I think that there was a number of benefits for us to do that. We were running our Instagram. You know, we weren't posting every day, but relatively consistency up and down through our journey that, you know, for a year to bring this Kickstarter project to life. And um, through that time, you know, we we felt like we were nearly ready to launch in March 2020 and the world went into lockdown. And, you know, we were both living on other sides of the world. We actually didn't see each other in person for nearly the first two years of our business journey because of travel restrictions. So I think that 
doing it in that way and putting our story out there, putting our idea out there was really impactful for us because people just really started to root for us. They really liked the idea. They they were shocked by some of the figures that we were also just learning for ourselves. And that really built um, a network of sort of our first brand ambassadors. And when it came to then launching the Kickstarter, we launched our Kickstarter campaign without running any paid ads. We hadn't really built a mailing list. I mean, they're, they're things that I definitely would recommend doing in hindsight, um, but we just sort of, I guess, stuck to what we knew and we, we built this community on Instagram and within the first 24 hours of launching our Kickstarter, we were over 50% funded and that was very, very organic traffic of people that were so actually excited for us to launch and were sharing what we were doing and spreading the message to their friends. And um, a lot of those people that we found in the early days, you know, have, have since maybe grown their own following um, and have become panty ambassadors on our new ambassador program and really have helped us I would say like craft the brand to what it is today I mean I, I think you you're a great example of two of the things which I think are going to separate from the the average from the brilliant as we in e-commerce in 2022 which is the importance of building partnerships with people who share your values in your case, the ambassador program is is right up there, right from, you know, pre-Kickstarter right the way through to now. And then the other one is having those, that clear sustainability, net zero, do good for the planet angle, because consumers are increasingly telling us that that's what they care about. And if we can make their buying decisions easier, they're going to shout about it. It's like a perfect match made in heaven. Do you, do you think you'd have got the traction if you weren't solving a sustainability problem? No, I don't think so. I think that we, you know, maybe could have got the same level of traction if we had something else that was a real like unique selling point. But we've kind of come into the market at a time where I'd say there, there is a lot of other underwear brands that are um, doing things in a much more sustainable way. And, you know, we have such a point of difference in the way that we're doing things Like we did um, set out to be a world's first um, with the world's first underwear brand made from upcycled dead stock t-shirts can be a bit of a mouthful. Um, but I think that's really helped us get recognition and people really get it in the way that it ties in with the name Panty. There was so many things that just sort of worked for our story. And I think that in the UK, like over 70% of people are looking for more sustainable ways to buy, but less than 3% of underwear is sustainably sourced. There's a huge disconnect there. There is a huge gap. Obviously, one of the biggest challenges, I suppose, is coming to the market, not only with a product that is doing things in a more sustainable way, um, but also has the functionality, the comfort, the style. Like people, if they're going to buy from you and then they're going to buy again, they don't want to have to compromise. Like sustainability, we've always seen it as you know, we want people to buy from Panty because they love the look of it and they love the feel of the brand and it's, you know, really comfortable. We've got great reviews and then they almost get it, get it home and then they find out more about the brand and then they're like, oh, that it's sustainable as well. Like it's such a bonus because we've always felt that there's such a huge way for us to go in terms of sustainable fashion. Um, undeniably, a lot of people still shop fast fashion, shop high street and maybe buy more than they should. But um, we we don't really believe in the, the guilt factors of driving people to make better choices. I think that we need to make it still feel aspirational and still give people that positive brand experience that they enjoy getting from other places. And I think that 
we've always said that we um, would like to be the kind of brand that somebody that does shop from the Zara's or the H&M's of the world see and they buy it because they love it. And I think that that's such an important part of the puzzle as well. Yeah, it's like being sustainable is not enough. It's still going to be a product that people actually want. And I think it's businesses like yours that demonstrate to the rest of the industry that you don't, there's so little you have to sacrifice as a brand in order to tick an awful lot of the sustainability boxes. I think for us, it's been a journey. And I think that we try and say, you know, it's, it's really difficult when you then start talking about SEO and things like this, that like you want to scream and shout about the fact that you're sustainable underwear because it's what people are looking for. And there is this disconnect, but we try and be as transparent as possible because transparency is also, again, like a key part of this puzzle of being a better brand. And yeah, I think that we always try and say that we're, you know, doing things in a more sustainable way. Like sustainability is a journey. And we, um, we were very in the early days, like very, very held up and, wanted to do like obviously we still do but I wanted to do absolutely everything perfect tick all the boxes and someone actually gave us a really good piece of advice they were like you guys just need to get it launched because what you're doing is already a lot further ahead than what a lot of other people are doing and then you can set things out in your roadmap and continue to improve and that's what we've done and we um, did set out in our Kickstarter campaign, some of our sustainability targets. So we wanted to become 1% for the planet members, for example, which we did achieve last year. And then we also um, would love to become a B Corp member. So we've also started working with somebody from B Lab to sort of set out that process and set our targets to put us on that path. Um, we're still very early for it. It's just Amanda and I, we don't have employees, for example. So there's areas that you can't really um, build out yet. But I think that's that's the way that we like to see it. We, we're quite transparent about the areas that we want to improve in. And um, we we see it as a, as a continuous journey. Like you've just got to constantly be taking steps in the right direction. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those things which, which we're trying to shout about on the podcast and we're trying to showcase brands like yourselves and those who are a lot less far along the journey because you've every, every business has to start somewhere and they should start shouting about every little improvement they make, not wait until they're Patagonia level perfect, you know, or UN award winning perfect before they actually say... We can now say we've been doing all these things. We couldn't possibly tell you about them. It's like you've you've got to shout about what you're doing and then take steps where you can. Yeah, I think shout about what you're doing, but also shout about the ways in which you need to improve. Like not necessarily you don't need to, you know, publicize. Oh, like for us, one area that we know we'd like to improve is the fact that we currently fly our products from where they're produced to the UK, where we then ship them. And it's not the most sustainable way to do things, but over the last year we've been producing in such small batches, it's been essential for us to do that so we can get our stock. It would be detrimental to our business and then detrimental to our future impact if we didn't do it that way. But we have um, some copy on our website that basically says that's one of our goals for the future. We know that it's it's not great right now, but that's going to be where we want to get to. So I think those things are important and having those milestones laying out where you want to get to actually helps you show the, the how far you've come and the, the efforts that you are putting it into because it's very very difficult I think for us we're a small business we're new into the market we can be quite agile we can put things in from day one but for the huge businesses you know making some of those movements I imagine there's so many challenges to doing so but I think it needs you know it's just steps in the right direction they need to happen 
Yeah, and, and, and like I guess we've been saying the whole way through, it's as much about what you're doing yourselves as it is about how you're educating customers. So mm. delaying things by six months until you find another way to create the product without having to fly it would have been six months less of re-educating consumers on making better buying decisions and getting those who go, wow, that's awesome product. Oh, and it's sustainable. I didn't know. Let's mm. see what else we can buy sustainably. And one of the Kind of the other, I guess many brands would say quite brave things you did in the last year was to not do Black Friday, which I think a lot of startup brands would be like, what, there's loads of sales to be had? I have to go and do that. But you specifically opted out of it. Um, can you tell me a, bit, a little bit about why you did that and what that then led to? Yeah, of course. So I think for us, our whole brand is around comfort and we talk about comfort all of the time. And I think that Black Friday, as we were approaching it, it was our first Black Friday and it felt very much like out of our comfort zone. It didn't, it doesn't align with our brand. Um, a lot of overconsumption happens on Black Friday. People impulse buy, people think that they're getting a bargain where, you know, if you don't need it, is it really a bargain? I'm not too sure. And we had a lot of conversations on the run up as to what we could do. And we just, we just decided we just didn't really want to participate. And we were like, we're just going to take a step back from this one. And so what we decided to do was to turn off our website on Black Friday to everybody but our engaged community. So people essentially that had signed up to our mailing list. Wow. So literally no one else could, could get on and buy that day. No one else could get on and buy. We weren't running wow. a sale. We weren't doing any discounts. And essentially we just you know, the people that are in our community, they love Panty. They want Panty. We know people have messaged us being like, my birthday is in three months and I really want Panty. Like we know that if they're, they're going to buy because they're engaged with the brand, they've been pre-planning to buy it and they're buying it in a conscious way because they know it's something that they are going to love and they're going to wear and it's going to last. So we just wanted to really like shut our doors, I guess, and have a bit of a lock-in for those people. If they wanted to buy, they were more than welcome. But we weren't going to be encouraging people that were new to the brand that didn't know about us and our values to buy because it was a good deal essentially and um I think that it was really interesting for us to do um, we we're very early stage but the message that we were putting out there just really resonated and a week before Black Friday so the weekend before we um were featured on the third page of the Observer on Sunday so wow. obviously a really big Sunday paper and um we drove more than a month's worth of traffic in a day from that feature just organically. And, and um, that was a feature specifically about the fact you weren't doing Black Friday. Black Friday campaign. Wow. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was insane. We, we knew that we were going to be featured, but we've um, had relatively good press over the last year. And we've been in um, print newspapers and, you know, you like get it and you're like searching for <laughs> and you're like, oh, there we are in this small column. And um, so we didn't know the placement and it was so impactful. It was the most impactful piece of PR that we've had for our business um, over the last year. And it was literally like you opened the paper and there we were like a really big picture of us on this um, amazing feature that they did about independent brands that are boycotting Black Friday. And yeah, so loads of, you know, our sales that day really jumped. So although we weren't doing Black Friday and we weren't participating, people were buying because they were emotionally connecting with the message and the values of the brand. So I think that, you can do things in your own unique way and spread your message and people, if it resonates, that's more of an impactful buy for them as a consumer. And I think that's what's going to lead to those um, return customers because they're not just buying something that they found on an e-commerce site, but they're buying into a brand and they're buying into your values. And then um, our email list spiked and 
on Friday, um, on Black Friday, sorry, loads of people came and used their code and came into the website and they bought and people were leaving those messages saying that, you know, they really liked the campaign. And in that week, because of that feature, we were just um, featured time and time again, sort of, we were in Drapers, the Daily Mail, a couple, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> it led to some other things. Um, we nearly actually made it on one of the morning shows as well in the UK, but unfortunately that fell, that fell through last minute. But it was, yeah, it just goes to show, I think, that if you lead with sort of your brand and your values and your story, then then it can be really impactful for your business. Well, then also you're recruiting the right type of customers. You're not finding someone who found you on a voucher code website with a 20% off Black Friday code and went, yeah, I'll give someone some pants for Christmas. You're finding people who are going to buy again and who, because mm. they're bought into the values and the message and everything else. So it's it's kind of, it's a short-term gain and a long-term win. And you hadn't, to, you didn't have to deal with the stress of Black Friday, which I'm sure many people <laughs> watching and listening are going, God, I'd love to opt out of Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, I think it's such a Black Friday and Black Friday just gets longer and longer every year. And the reality is, is that when you're a small, sustainable brand, like we, we've priced ourselves in a way that for what we're doing is very competitive with our, um, with um, other brands in our space. And we very much, I guess, uh, there's other brands that do it. I know Allbirds, um, maybe they're not still doing it, but very much like just didn't do sales. They're very confident in their pricing. And I think there's a lot to be said for that for brands that are sustainable and are small. And, you know, it's not like we haven't ever done discount codes or we haven't ever discounted our products, but I think it's just doing it in a way that's you're not jumping on the bandwagon and it's you know considered and you're still aligning with your brand goals and vision but there's one kind of I guess downside that I know you share with me and everyone watching and listening I know Katie's okay with talking about this but there is one downside you found to the type of brand you're running and the type of angles you're taking that's holding you back a bit as well isn't that yeah, so, uh, well, well, <laughs> when it comes to paid ads, we do struggle. I think that the fact that we're an underwear brand, we've tried to run ads across, you know, the usual Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and we'll just time and time again get our ads rejected. Our ads account has been blocked before, and um, essentially it's because our ads are considered um, sexual content or to be violating nudity policies. So, and not only that, we actually have spoken to an, a number of other sustainable brands that get their messaging blocked and their ads blocked because they're considered too political. Um, I had a really interesting conversation with someone recently that runs an amazing business that does the um, beeswax wraps. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Instead of like cling film. And she was saying the same thing. Their ads get blocked because they're considered political when they say how much plastic waste they're saving. I've had the same conversation with um, a brand that we know quite well in the UK that sells these amazing like water bottles made from plants that are reusable. And yeah, I think there's just so many things that hold you back as a small, well, female driven centric brand that's also trying to do things in a better way so that has definitely been a struggle for us and it really came to a head last year we um we put a lot of energy into creating our first ever campaign video and it was called the comfort revolution and it was really to we wanted to get it out there to really be like this is our message we're all about comfort we're all about embracing yourself and body positivity um and that the inclusive values of our brand and we ran, we wanted to run it on YouTube. We were like, this is going to be a great YouTube brand awareness ad. going to be great. And it just got blocked straight away. No appeal process. And it was just basically said, like, we can't run this ad because it's sexual content. 
we were just so disheartened because, you know, you put a lot of time, put a lot of energy and also as a small business to do a campaign video that costs you a lot mm-hmm. of your your money that <laughs> could have gone on on other things. And um, we we ended up out of just rage at this point. We've had ads block time and time again. I did this like reel on Instagram that was basically like I've had a really bad morning. Our campaign's been blocked. And, um, you know, women in their underwear does not equal sexual content, like just pure rage. And um, thankfully, again, this comes back to what we were saying earlier about building this engaged community, because even though we've struggled on the paid advertising side of things, that community has always really been there for us and really like egging us on all the time. And they um, rallied around it that we had so many shares on that reel. It was one of our most successful pieces of organic content that we've done pretty much for every person that watched the reel I did ranting about the issues we've had, then went and watched our campaign video and the organic reach on it was, was way higher than when we had initially posted it. It, you know, sometimes you post things on Instagram and it just doesn't go as far as you want. And that was definitely one of those things. It's, it was more of a, like high quality campaign style content. So it's not necessarily what's going to perform really well on reels, but for us, because of the way that we then reframed the story, I suppose it did manage to give us a boost, but no matter what we've sort of tried to date, we have really struggled with paid ads. And I think that, you know, there's, we've just adjusted our strategy. We've built out a really strong ambassador program. We've been really focusing on influencer marketing and we do tend to just, we've just grown the business to date in a very organic way. But as anybody that works in e-commerce knows, like your paid ads are such a big part of your strategy. So it's definitely on our priority list to somehow try and figure it out. But if I get one more person that tells me, why don't you just why don't you just shoot your underwear not on a woman I'll just scream <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, how can you possibly buy them but it might we might just need to come to terms with it <laughs> e-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector here's a reminder of who they are Looking for a way to boost loyalty and sales whilst providing top-notch experience to your customers? SMS is the answer. Yotpo SMS Bump makes it easy for you to engage customers with highly personalised text messages to maximise conversions wherever you are in the world. As one of the first text marketing platforms for e-commerce, Yotpo SMS Bump offers a variety of ways to collect SMS subscribers at scale, recover abandoned carts on autopilot, launch targeted campaigns to increase retention and more. Don't miss out on the channel's 90% plus open rate. Enjoy by over 96,000 customers sending SMS all over the world. Yes, this isn't a UK or a USA only service. Start your SMS journey with Yotpo SMS Bump and get a month of text messages for free at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash SMS bump. That's ecommercemasterplan.com slash SMSBUMP. Are you confused about choosing the right platform and hosting option to launch your online store or to speed up and streamline your existing business? I've always used WordPress and WooCommerce for my projects, and last year I moved my hosting to the Superfast Solution Cloudways. The Cloudways team have now made it even easier to set up a new WooCommerce site from scratch with their all-in-one solution, the Cloudways Starter Bundle. The Cloudways Starter Bundle offers all the essential plugins and tools to run your store smoothly from day one. It really does make launching a new WooCommerce site super fast and super easy, so you can 
can focus on your product content and marketing. Plus, the Cloudways Starter Bundle is backed by fast hosting, lightning fast 24-7 support, and it's on a platform that makes it all really easy for anyone to manage. Go to cloudways.com slash masterplan today to get up to two months of free hosting worth $25 using the promo code masterplan. It's time for the top tips round. I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Katie, are you ready for the top tips? Yes, I think so. (laughs) Excellent. Okay. The book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Um, that's a great question. I think specifically to anybody that's sort of in apparel, e-commerce, fashion, then definitely read Fashionopolis by Dana Thomas. It was really inspirational to us at the start of our journey and gave us some amazing ideas of how we could make our business better and more sustainable. Oh, nice. I've never heard of that one, so I shall have to go and check it out. Um, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? I would definitely say our biggest spikes in traffic have come from PR and we do all of our PR ourselves in-house and I think that can work really well because you know they're speaking directly to you as founders it helps you really get your story across but apart from that building an ambassador program and having as many people as you can consistently shouting about your brand on social media. Yeah I, I think I said it earlier but I do think more businesses need to be tapping into the the opportunity of their community, whether it's just to say, please tell your friends about us or whether it, you know, once that's working to then build it up as you've done to a full on commission based ambassador program. Mm -hmm. Are you running that via any particular software that you'd like to mention? Yes, um, we actually use Awin for our ambassadors and also for affiliate links. We started using it towards the end of last year and um, very quickly, like our ROI on Awin would much higher than paid ads. Nice. And of course, um, no getting kicked off for um, yeah. women in underwear there either. <laughs> no one's banned us yet. So <laughs> safe space. <laughs> um, okay, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? That's such a good question. Um, we don't actually really use any collaboration tools. We, we, um, just have loads of different WhatsApp groups, not sophisticated in the slightest, but because we have built the business fully remotely, like Zoom calls is basically where we live. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think we're still, we're very much list writers. <laughs> Nothing beats a list. A good um, old fashioned to-do list. <laughs> uh, cross it off with the pen um, yeah. or tick it off on um, electronic yeah. thing yeah whatever it may be lists are a very good thing okay the uh, the growth top tip then if you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1000 what would be your number one tip for them um yeah so we are still very much in the process of scaling our business ourselves because we're very early days but we're putting a lot of um, weight on influencer marketing and i think that it's going to be really impactful for us as this year goes on yeah, it's a super exciting platform and comes into that whole partnerships thing, which I'm freakishly mm-hmm. um, excited about and keep boring the listeners. Well, we're not boring you all with because you need to know about it. But another great <laughs> example. Um, Katie, before I waffle off on one about my love for partnerships again, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? 
Yes, of course. So you can find us at panty.co.uk, that's P-A-N-T-E-E, or on Instagram at panty. Excellent. Well, Katie, thank you so much for coming on and and, uh, chatting with us. I think your brand is super exciting and the clarity you have behind what you're planning and what you've achieved so far, I'm very, very fascinated to see where, where you and Amanda take it. So thanks for coming on and sharing it all with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love the clarity of the vision that Katie and co-founder Amanda, who wasn't able to join us, um, have in their business. They know exactly what they stand for. They know exactly what they're going for, the type of customer they want to attract, the way their products have to be. And they are shouting about that and they're building a community around that. And they are staying true to that and winning the gains through their very successful Kickstarter campaign through the funding round they've just done and also through the huge impact that not doing Black Friday had on their brand last year because it was the right thing for them to do as a business. I hope that's inspired some more of you both to get on the path to sustainability, to net zero, and also to shout more about the good things you're doing. As you said, you don't have to be perfect, but start shouting about what you're doing and explain what your roadmap is to the next level that you'll take it to, you know, when that comes for your business. Consumers will respond to that openness. Now, to get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to what we've mentioned, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the many other things I share to help you improve your business. And if you're one of those who've come over to listen to the whole episode after tuning into our session at the future of e-commerce virtual, virtual summit even, welcome. Thanks for joining us. If you found the episode useful, please do subscribe or follow us on your podcast player of choice. And thank you all for tuning in to this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners to succeed and thrive with their businesses. So if you know someone this show can help, please do spread the word and tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast too. I hope you have a brilliant week and do not forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. Check out the new all-in-one solution, Cloudways Starter Bundle. It really does make launching a new WooCommerce site super fast and super easy, so you can focus on your product, content, and marketing. Plus, the Cloudways Starter Bundle is backed by fast hosting, lightning fast 24-7 support, and it's on a platform that makes it all really easy for anyone to manage. Go to cloudways.com slash masterplan today to get up to two months of free hosting worth $25 